Hello everyone and welcome to episode one of the Health Biz Coach. I'm Scott Bullington and today's episode is brought to you by Integrated Medical Services, helping independent physicians stay independent. You can check them out at www.imstx.net. I'm so excited to kick this off today. For years, I've worked with small to medium independent medical practices and I hear the same thing. They didn't teach business in medical school. Well, I came from a corporate background and I saw firsthand how good managers and executives operated with processes and reports and plans. I worked for the founder of Michael's, Michael Dupey, and I learned so much about management from David Watson and so many others. They just poured into me and I'm so thankful for what I gathered from them. But jumping back over to medicine, over time, I began to buy into the idea that maybe running a medical practice was probably different. Let me back up even more. My wife had been in medical billing since 1982 when she was just 16 years old, and she was cute. But in 1995, her and I established our revenue cycle company, and we began helping independent practices operate much more efficiently in that area. But for me, there was just something missing. I kept getting drawn further into the overall operational level of these practices. And as a side note, as I've also gotten to know many other billing company owners, I hear them state the same experiences, how they kind of get drawn into the business side of the practices as well. So I really look forward to having them share some of those stories with you on future episodes. But back to my story. I heard the same thing from different physicians. I want to grow, but I kept seeing the same issues and the growth just wasn't there. To this day, I can ask new providers I meet, do you know how much you make from different revenue sources? And the answer is the same. No. Think about that for a minute. We're making daily financial choices without knowing our financial numbers. I say to providers, you're a business. You need to operate like one. So as we go through this journey of these episodes, we'll focus primarily on small to medium independent practices. I'm a firm believer that patients are more satisfied and cared for in an independent setting. In future episodes, we'll intend to bring you others who are entrenched in the businesses of healthcare, like practice managers, physicians, and healthcare vendors who themselves see and understand the importance of operating as a business should. Let me ask you this. Is it getting any easier to run a medical practice? Of course not. I've never heard anyone say that it is. And if it's not getting easier, then it means it's costing more. It may be financially more. It may be more in terms of your time, your employee's time, and even your peace of mind. I see providers continually leave an independent situation to go to a large group or system. But that's not you. You want autonomy. You want to treat patients uniquely. You want to be your own business. I get it. So whether you're a physician that is managing your practice or you're the practice manager running the business, you must have the key elements of people, process, and product. And by product, I mean the medical service you provide. Let's admit it, people, process, and service doesn't quite roll off the tongue like people, process, and product, and I'm really a Marcus Lemonis fan. But the product is there. It's what you went to school for. Now it's time to lay down the processes and support the people. But let's go back to the increasing challenges of running your practice. Why is it getting harder? Why does the money seem to be less? Why does your time seem to be more? There are so many 
external factors that influence a medical practice in any business for that matter. Think about the evolving community economics. Maybe your community was once a higher economic demographic with good commercial insurance plans, but over time the economics have declined. And now you're mainly seeing state and federal insurances come through your door, and even your self-pay patients can't afford what your previous rates were. And what about market competition? Maybe you're in an area experiencing a high influx of new residents. Houses and apartments are going in by the thousands. Others recognize that, and more medical offices, especially hospital systems, are going to close in on your footprint. So let's talk about evolving payer policies. Services and procedures you once performed, maybe for years, now have rate cuts or even be deemed no longer medically necessary by today's standards. I recently heard someone say that what we know in medicine today is likely to be different in what we know and how we treat in five years. That's critical to your success. Now, the one example I think is most important is evolving payer reimbursement methodologies. Who hasn't heard of value-based care and accountable care organizations? What would happen and how would you know if your now fee-for-service slowly began transitioning to value-based payments? Are you ready for the cash flow variances month by month and how are you going to monitor that? I don't know, but I mean, that's a lot to think about. And no, I'm not the one with all the answers. And that's why this journey is going to incorporate so many experts and business gurus to help us sort through the right questions to ask and then the right information to know. Now, am I saying there's a cookie cutter way that all medical practices need to operate? Of course not. Each practice is as an individual as the provider themselves, but there are basics that every good business should employ. And before I go into those, I wanna go back to the statement, they don't teach business in medical school. Okay, well, they don't teach business in real estate school. They don't teach business in law school. So it's not an out to explain away our lack of business awareness. I do believe doctors are good business people when given the right exposure and tools. I've seen plenty of them be successful, but they are the exception. Again, your medical practice is a business, is it not? Is it really so wrong for you to want to maximize your profits? See, there, I said it maximize your profits. You know, for years, physicians have been shamed that good fortune from being a doctor is somehow wrong. And I kind of even started to buy into that. But is it really wrong to have good fortune from helping others get better? Everyone else in the healthcare vertical is maximizing profits. Your labs, your insurance carriers. Ah, wait, let me give you an example of that real quick. If I take an average family practice or internal medicine doctor, the largest segment out there, and I divide the yearly revenue by the number of visits, I'll probably get an average of 90 to $110, just as an average patient value. So remember that number, that's important. Now, in 2018, United Healthcare reported $226.2 billion in revenue and they insured roughly 50 million people. My friends, that's $4,524 in average revenue per insured, but that's not the real kicker. Also in 2018, United Healthcare reported 11.98 billion in profit. Now, how much is that per insured? 
That's $239.60 profit per insured. So wait a minute. A stakeholder that is pressuring you to believe you're the problem and you need to accept a lower rate just profited double your average revenue. And if your margin only leaves you a $40 profit per patient, they just beat you by six times. Now, I'm not advocating greed by any means on the physician's part. But as my friend Dan Deny says, we should do well by doing good. Now, that may not be verbatim, but you get my point. And you'll hear him repeat that over time. It's a good belief. Okay, so off my soapbox and let's get back to the basics. So what should every business have? Get ready because this first one is going to shut you down and it even makes my chest hurt. I even hate to say it. It's a business plan. But before you run and grab the Xanax, let me just say it doesn't have to be a long drawn out one. One that looks like a book and changes before you finish it. It can be as simple as a one, play, one page plan. Um, but it's got to get done. Without it, your DNA and your vision isn't understood. Your culture's hard to follow. You'll be the flag instead of the flagpole, always changing with the direction of the wind and never firmly planted to know where you stand. You'll chase anything to help increase revenue, and you'll expect your problems to be solved by external means rather than by internal means. And I'll talk more about that later on. Even from there, we have to ask, are your employees connected with your vision? Are your balance sheets, cash flow statements, and P&Ls reviewed regularly? Do you have them? Do you even see them? Is your revenue cycle performing as it should? How would you know? By the money in the bank? Sure, you got a lot of money because your bills aren't paid. So is that really a good indicator? Do you document performance indicators to know that you're directionally correct? Are your ancillary services financially viable? Like I, like I said previously, anything that looks good as an external service, you'll begin to chase because it has good numbers. But does it really fit you as a practice? Does it really work? Does it, does it, does it fit within your DNA? Does your patient care system keep you moving efficiently? And does your external marketing strategy align with your internal marketing activities? Okay, I know I've said a lot, and I probably created more questions for you than when you got here, but that's what's great about this format. We're going to work through them. We're going to hear from others with great experience, and we get to learn from them. I'm all about growth, and I know there's always more to learn. Look, the world doesn't get to a comfortable place and settle in, and neither can you. So if there's always more for us to learn, I say we do it together. So thanks for joining me today. And if you have any questions or comments or would like more information about practice assessment to improve your business, you can email me at scott at imstx.net or text me directly at 817-988-3239. Y'all have a great day and we'll catch you next time on the Health Biz Coach.